Friday. Welcome to the Finger Guns Podcast. My name's Ross. How are you doing today? Here's a big old hug for you. Oh man, that felt good. I needed that. Joining me tonight and coming back to the podcast, it's Kat. Hello. Hello, pal. How are you? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Dealing with some health stuff, but I'm okay. I want it to come on. Yeah, well, it's a pleasure to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you know what? It's really interesting. When you do the hug thing, I can really feel it. I'm like, yeah, just got a little uh, hug from old pal Ross. You know, my hugs are pretty great. They are pretty great. And, you know, I want people <laughs> to, yeah, feel them through the <laughs> through the spectrum of audio visual audio mediums somehow <laughs> um yeah so i'm glad to hear you're doing better at least if not 100 uh, yeah it goes in like waves so like tomorrow i'll probably kick my ass but today seems to be somewhat manageable on medication and i had some pancakes with some nutella so i mean can oh, you really I mean, be sad if you have nutella pancakes i don't think um, you can no, I don't think you can. I think even if an alligator chopped your arm off, you'd be like, okay, just pass the Nutella cap pancakes. Yeah, that's sweet. That's sweet, but I have pancakes, so whatever, you know. Exactly. So this is probably the brightest I've been, and I thought I'd utilise it on the pod. <laughs> so apologies if I'm not my happy, sprightly, sparky self. I'll, I'll give it a good go, though. <laughs> well, you know, it's been, quite a, it's been quite a sad week in the industry, so we're going to talk about that. So we're going to well, be then bit... I will be the perfect actor. Because <laughs> I won't even be acting. Yeah. So that's, that, that's perfect. Just... <laughs> go full method. I love it. Go yeah. Go full like full method. Just really envision it. Really like embody every single person in the industry right now. That's beautiful. And actually, well, no, we'll do it later. Um, right. Miles Thompson. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. How is one? I'm good, thank you, my friend. It's been uh, quite the week, and uh, yeah, it's been all right, to be fair. Just very busy, lots going on, and uh, nice to be here and chatting games again. Um, do you suck at rocket racing yet? I I don't know. I actually haven't played it since we did, and I was okay, wasn't I? I was all right, considering it was my first go. <laughs> Let me tell you something, listeners. Um, there's a new mode on Fortnite called Rocket Racing, which is made by the guys that made Rocket League, and it's a lot of fun. Um, it's um, hard. Um, it's it's tricky, and it's one of those modes that I thought I was pretty good at. Then Miles jumped into my party one night whilst I was playing Fortnite, and I was in racing, and he hadn't done racing before. We had about seven or eight, seven or eight races. He beat me in all but one of those races. Hee <laughs> And I was like, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> I played a lot of Rocket League, and it definitely helps. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes you feel any better. So frustrating. It wasn't until after that game I found out about that waterfall shortcut. And a couple of nights later, I, I, I remembered it was there and I went straight through it and it went straight into a wall. <laughs> you tried. You tried. Like, Fuck my life. Fuck my life. Importantly, did you have fun though? That's the main thing. I did. I did. It was nice. It was nice to play racing with people I knew because I hadn't done that yet. And uh, it is a fun mode. It's crazy. So, um... It is. It really is. They put a lot more thought into it than I'd expected, which I feel like I could just put ad infinitum for Fortnite for whatever I try on it. Um, mm. But yeah, no, it was an alright mode, and we had a good laugh. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, and finally, you also joined us that night, Josh Thompson. 
Hello, yes. Save your applause. I know I'm the reigning champion at Rocket Racing. Uh, yeah, Josh did wipe the floor with both me and Miles. So, I mean, that was... And I'm so humble about it, too. So humble. Uh, no, we, we're all winners because you get on the podium or whatever and you gain your XP and you get a rank up and then you just play harder races with harder people and you start to like it less. But nevertheless, yeah, it's good It's good times with uh, friends and that's Fortnite in a nutshell. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How are you, uh, King? Yeah, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm, I feel like I've not had a minute to breathe for a, for this weekend. Uh multiple reasons. Um but I can't complain. I, I'm I'm enjoying my time right now. Um how about you, Russ? How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Had a long week at work. Um staying to the guys. I'm off tomorrow. Woo! Um got a got a day of doing stuff tomorrow. Got deliveries and things which are very exciting. Um but mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Just, uh, just tired, but also tempted to stay up until midnight because Sean only went and bought Suicide Squad, and oh, he didn't. Of course, he did. And oh, uh, no, I would advise you not to, purely because of the servers are being offline, and I don't know when they're coming back. This but is the thing. I said yeah. several hours. Yeah, but it unlocks at midnight, and I'm like, yeah, mm, I'm, I'm off tomorrow, so I might jump in. Have a look. If the servers are still off, then obviously I won't, I won't be able to do that. Go but... to bed. Yeah. Yeah. That is, I mean, what a launch this thing's had already. <laughs> it's just amazing. Tell me about it. It's going to go down in history. It's just one of those games with just like, uh, we're going to hear stories from it 10 years later about the development on it. And it's not, I feel like it's just not going to be. I. There's a lot of people on Twitter that have worked on the game that I've seen, on, I've seen that have really enjoyed their time. And I love that for them, but I also think there's probably a lot, a lot of things that they just would love to mention about the development cycle. Yeah, I think there's uh, there is a story to tell there, and yeah. I just hope Rock City survive it. That's that's the important thing. Yeah, sure yeah, that's are, but... that's another thing that I've seen that this is sort of damage control for the company as a whole. This sort of like mm. not giving review codes early because. If low sales happen, like Warner Brothers have been really cutthroat with anything they've got at the moment. So if this is like a bad sign for them, like it could just spell like more um, sackings, I guess, which would be awful. Yeah, it would be a real shame. And so, yeah, we'll get into that a bit later. But uh, we all love Rocksteady, so we really don't want that to happen. But we shall uh, we shall see how the launch of Suicide Squad goes um, and we'll probably get into it a bit more next week. Uh, all right then. So let's get into game of the week for now, though. Um, cats in your interminable illness, interminable. Don't say that word. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> um, as you've been under the weather, there you go. That's better. Um, what have you been, <laughs> making what have you sound been... like a little sad. <laughs> yeah, you got the sads. What have you been playing this week? To be honest with you, I feel like you might have to free pass me and move on because. I don't really feel like I've played much of anything that needs any concentration. Um, I kind of dived into the DLC of Dreamlight Valley because Disney have been very kind and they dropped that in our box. Um, and I want to do that at Studio Legends, so I'm not going to speak about that this week because my head's not been in the game to be able to play enough of it. Um, so... What I will talk to you about is the upcoming bullshit of the bullshit game 
that we're all playing, apart from you, um, that's coming this week. Um, <laughs> okay, so be prepared for next week for me to have the my non-game of the week, which will be Dead by Daylight, because I don't know what they've done, but Behaviour have just hired a lot of people who have obviously were big fans of the game, but played Killer. And so, and I've become devs. And so I don't know what the fuck is going on in that boardroom, but they are like, oh, how do we make this as insufferable as possible for everyone who plays Survivor? Well, I know, let's just do all of these changes and all of these buffs to killers and all of this, like, so, you know, RIP to DVD next week. Not looking forward to that. So maybe I've managed to like stomach a couple of games and then I come off. Um, so that's really been what I've been playing because it's the only thing that I can play with my eyes closed. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh, um, hopefully next week I'll have a little bit more for you. But uh, yeah, my game of the week is DVD, I guess. <laughs> oh, um, good old DVD. Good old all DVD. of you hates that play all the time. On the bright side, yeah. Alan Wake's coming tomorrow too. Oh he yes, is. oh yeah, that is a thing that's happened. Whoop, whoop. Very he cool. Coming tomorrow. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> you sound so resigned. You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're just gonna get our fucking torches shoved up our ass, aren't we? So I mean, like, it's not well, gonna yeah. go well for any of us. <laughs> Maybe just jump back on once the single player launches, and you know. Oh, what, Frank, Frank, Frank Stone? At least Frank, Frank Turner, then. <laughs> Just Frank Turner, the rock band, coming to Dead by Daylight. I mean, yeah, it could be anyone at this point, couldn't it, really? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Nicholas Cage. Once you've got Nicholas Cage in the Nicholas game. Nicholas fucking Cage! Yeah. Anyone's fucking game there, isn't it? That would be... Uh... That would be pretty sweet to see Frank Turner in DVD. Avril Lavigne, Marilyn Manson, just throw them all in. <laughs> Fuck it, all of them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Amy Lee. I might actually buy oh, Amy Lee. Oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah, I had a weird flashback this week to Amy Lee. Uh, and there was that thing and going around on there. Yeah, there was a thing going around on Twitter saying, uh, "What? Who, who did you have on your wall? Or like bedroom wall when you were a kid? But I wasn't a kid when I was a teenager. I had Amy Lee. <laughs> and it was that exact was... picture. And, I remember oh. such. She's just hot. She's she's always been hot. She's so. Hot. Um, I searched tirelessly for her dress in Going Under in the Going Under video because I wanted to wear that kind of dress for my prom. Um, and I managed to find like a similar style, but um, yeah, I was in love with that dress that she wears in Going Under, and uh, I couldn't find it. But I fuck me, I did try, try for such a long time. Valiant efforts. I want to look like this. I want to look exactly like her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, anyway. <laughs> welcome to the Amy Lee Spoiler Special Podcast. <laughs> I'd do that, though. Oh, I totally would. Yeah, the Evanescence albums. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Rank of the Evanescence. Well, yeah, Fallen. Yeah. We all know that. Uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, all right. Okay, well. Good, uh, good, good game of the week chat there. Love it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh Miles, what be your game of the week? Hello there. Um and is it evanescence related? It is not evanescence related. Should it be? Uh no. Oh. I don't well, think they've been in a game except for like Guitar Hero. I feel like they should be. I feel yeah. like that's a missed opportunity on many levels. It is. 
Um, can I just confirm that the game that I was given today is embargoed or no? Oh, uh, I have no access to my emails right now. I don't believe it's embargoed, but I just want to check in case. Uh, let's have a nose. You know what? I can't find the email, but uh, so I wouldn't if I were you. Just in okay. Case. <laughs> okay, then my game of the week is an old school PSP game that I played back in 2005, and it's called Pursuit Force. Did you ever play this, Roscoe? No, I didn't play Pursuit Force. Oh man, I feel like you'd like it. You play as like a souped up policeman where you go into all manner of vehicles, you chase down bad guys, you jump to their cars, you shoot them out of said cars, and then you drive on to capture more cars. And that's basically the entire game for like five hours. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's super fun because you get to do like slow-mo jumps where you can shoot midair. Um, you get to shoot down helicopters and it's just a load of nonsense. And there's a mission inspired by, I can't remember what the movie's called. Is it called Speed or Fast or something where you're on a bus and you have to drive um, at least whoa, like whoa, a whoa, certain... whoa, 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 whoa. Is it called Speed or Fast or something? One of them. Oh, fast. You're talking fast. about <laughs> you're not one of the greatest action movies ever made yeah it's great i love it i also couldn't remember the name of it why can't <sighs> the one the one that your favorite film crank rips off basically <laughs> yes that one yeah it's because i always remember crank first because uh, i'm a jason statham stan um but yes it has uh, a mission that makes me cry an old man <laughs> i mean i have seen it i do very much like the movie it's just uh, i couldn't remember the name so uh yeah pop quiz hot shot um so yeah there's an entire mission dedicated basically to that movie in the game and it's very good um and it's just quite creative with a very limited set of tools and it plays a lot better now that you can play it with a dual analog stick compared to just the one that was on the psp back in the day um it looks horrible graphically but that's kind of to be expected um but yeah so i've taken a trip down memory lane and i've been playing that this week and i've had a really good time with it so fully recommend going back to it it's only like seven quid on the store or it's on the premium if you already have playstation plus premium um then you can get it as part of your subscription so yeah go check it out what's it called pursuit force pursuit force yeah i know even the name of it's like it's like space force i love that pursuit force um just sounds like a bunch of people running after you it, yeah that's pretty much the game you're just chasing people all the time i love it <laughs> I love it. Uh, Josh, your game of the week, sir. So uh, what I've been playing mostly is something that I'll talk about in a few weeks' time. Okay. But for now, today I started uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth as uh, I'm reviewing it for the site. Um, I am almost four hours in, I think, and I'm still on chapter one. I'm going through the first dungeon as we speak. Um, so suffice to say, it's going to be a long ride. Um, I can't complain because I absolutely like, I absolutely love the, uh, Yakuza franchise or just the RGG studios games. Um, and infinite wealth is the sequel to number seven. I know uh, what you mean. It's, it's the eighth out of a whole franchise, but seven is where it kind of, kind of didn't have a, like, a. Uh, it had a, lot, a bit of a reset. It's a new protagonist. They ended up turning, uh, changing the formula from action combat to turn-based real-time. Um, and you now play as Ichiban Kasuga. And you're in a different city of Japan. Uh, 
I think the original one's Camarocho, but now you're in, uh, oh, I can't remember the name. Anyway, it's a different town, different character, all set of, all, all, a whole new batch of characters. Um, and yeah, you follow Ichiban's story from the first game after a few years out of kind of um, the events that happen, which I needed a, a massive buffer on because there was so much I forgot about it because uh, I think good 25% of my time was uh, leveling up my character to do the final dungeon um, to get the platinum. And that just made me forget everything story-based. But anyway, so a few years has passed. Uh, Ichban is working a proper job. Not a, He's not into illegal activities, not being a hero anymore. He's just a desk job trying to get other ex-Yakuza members off the street and into full-time working. Um, but after some reasons, he gets sacked and the journey starts all over again. Um, at some point, he goes to Hawaii. I know that because of the trailers. At some point, Kiryu, the main protagonist from Yakuza 0 to 6, is in the game and playable. Uh, and it's a supposed dual narrative. Um, and for right now, yeah, it's uh, it's a brilliant game. Um, I, this is probably the least um, favorable game to start off with. I, if you're going to start somewhere, I would say seven to get Ichiban's story and to like uh, really get with those characters because <clears throat> this one is a very slow start. Um, you, like I said, you start as a desk job and you really are just kind of like watching cutscenes of him talking a lot of the time, and then you're going on a first date. And then, and this was like two hours in, so you really don't do much. And I really don't think for people that are new to the franchise, they'll instantly um, fall in love with it, like I like I did with Seven. Um, so, but if you do have an interest in the series, I definitely would check it out. It's still early days for me, so I can't kind of attest to it. But other reviews are very glowing for this game. Um, I can say now that it's like a, it's still on PS4, but this is probably more built for the PS5 because it was seven came out in that weird period where you'd get the PS4 game and then they would do a free update for the PS5 later on. So I played the PS4 version, but this one, um, just the the overall fidelity and the lighting and the character animations are next level. Um, I've not played Ishin, which came out last year or i've not played uh the man who erased his name who watch a kind of side stories or, or like spin-offs um i've thrown so many titles out <laughs> but <laughs> yeah it 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 looks amazing uh the combat so far is playing a lot more fluid than seven did um like i said it's uh it's turn-based but it's kind of like real time where you can position your characters and enemies will move at the same time you've kind of got to line them line up your attacks when you do the um do the move um and yeah so far so good uh i probably will talk about it next week in more depth hopefully get more hours into it but i've heard it 70 hours without any side content oh, which yeah. is crazy i i reckon most of its cutscenes cuz i have watched a lot today um but uh yeah you can't, you can't skip out on the side stuff either cuz that's where some of the best content lies uh 
uh, Yakuza as a series is absolutely bombastic, wild, silly, really um, gives you the opportunity to not be serious whatsoever, but then give you some of the most heartfelt moments in gaming history. And I want to go on record and say Ichiban Kasuga, the protagonist of Yakuza, is probably one of the best protagonists in a game, period. So wow. enjoy if you like RPGs, if you have any interest in kind of uh, Japan as a whole, because it does kind of give you a nice little slice of life uh, in Japan to an extent. And um, yeah, I'd definitely pick it up. All right. That's Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, available now. Um, I've never played any of them. I mean, I'm, I, don't, I wouldn't even know where to begin at this point. It kind of scares me. It's like Kingdom Hearts. It's just gone off down yeah. in several different directions. It's I mean, the obvious answer is zero because it's the very beginning. Sure. Uh, but that is like hundreds of hours of content. But I think if you could play um, Seven, Like a Dragon, um, and get Ichiban's story, you kind of get a good feel of the games prior because the legacy characters are in there. And then Eight, you'll kind of be on board because you know because it's following the story from Seven, so you have a good palette of it. And then, um, yeah, I think uh, there are a few in there that are, to some fans, considered duds as well. But Zero, Seven, and uh, uh, maybe some of the spin-offs are quite a good point to look at. Okay. Okay, maybe I will if I find myself with 400 plus hours to spare in my life <laughs> um, at some point in the future. Uh, what have I been playing? I mean, this is my out of the two weeks, this is my sort of busy work week, so I haven't been playing a lot. I'll tell you what I have been playing is Among Us. Um, I've gotten right back into that uh, this week. A friend of mine was playing it the other night. I saw them playing it and I was like, oh, I'll jump in. We'll have a, a, a couple of rounds. And we ended up playing for like three hours. We had a really, really fun time. And they've, uh, it's, some of it is just like, it's all brand new now. The, the way the game's been updated recently and it looks it looks great there's another brand new map uh, which is fun to run around it's kind of like this kind of like gorged wasteland beach and it's uh it's really fun to explore there's like zip wires and ladders and all sorts it's quite fun um so it's one of those games that just kind of like it's always sort of there in the background now you know it's like if i can go back to it and sort of jump in jump back in at any time and and, and have fun with it because i really there was a period where i played it a lot and I had a lot of fun with it. And um, now that they've updated it, and uh, it feels it feels better. It looks better, I think. Uh, this might just be me. I don't know, but it looks like it has had a bit of a graphical kind of like polish, um, and it looks really, really nice now. Uh, but the same visual style as it ever has been, but it just looks a little bit, it's a little bit neater, a little bit nicer. Um, you're still playing with idiots, you know. There's, you can't ever get a decent game, I think. The only way of doing that is to just set up a private game and just invite people you know just to have a quick one. A quick one or two, which I've never been able to do because I don't have like 10 friends playing Among Us that that are available at any one time, uh, which is a shame because I think it would be quite fun. But as a game, you know, it's great and it just works. And I, um, yeah, for that little period, I had a really, really good fun. Um, I'm jumping in and out of a lot of my kind of casual games this week when I've had the time. Um, I, play, I play some FIFA 23. Um, this week with my friend Chris, um, and I beat him twice. I'm just gonna throw that out there. It was a lot of fun. Was that last week? I don't know. It was this week because we recorded it. Yeah, yeah. 
It was this week. Um, so that was fun. Um, so yeah, you know, just more casual stuff. Um, obviously, a certain um, Suicide Squad game is out this week, which is going to probably keep me busy once I've had a bit of time to sit down and play it. And I'm just waiting now, really. I'm waiting very patiently for Final Fantasy Rebirth, which is now one month away, and I'm very, very excited for it. Um, so looking forward to that. But in terms of, yeah, I haven't really been playing a whole lot, so I'll say my game of the week is Among Us, which is bizarre, but uh, that kind of is uh, how it's been this week. I haven't played any new stuff yet. So, um, yeah, Among Us it is. Right then, it is quiz time, and due to the success of the visual medium that is screenshots that Miles portion of the quiz last week, we're doing it again. So, as ever, be, be sure to go to the post of the podcast in on thinkingons.net to look at the pictures for this quiz. Miles, once again, buddy, this is an audio medium. It is. Um, just, just want to throw it out there. People can't see what we're doing. But they can play along. They can play along over at fingerguns.net. <laughs> and that's the fun of it. And also, I had some nice feedback. So I was told it was a very fun quiz last week. So I'm sticking with it for now. Oh, that's right. From from Miss Dodd. Indeed. Hey so... there. If you're listening, I know you're listening. What's up? <laughs> Don't encourage this behavior, okay? Please. My wife was encouraging it as who? <laughs> she he loved he. it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a winner. feedback. <laughs> So apparently the listeners like the visual medium, Roscoe. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, but it's working, so we're going to stick with it. We're going to have some fun with it. Very well. So, if I could... Let me just check. I might need the rights to uh, share my screen again. I do indeed. Also, Josh, you'll be uh, sad to hear I did try to go with your plan of using PowerPoint, but uh, I don't have the rights to use PowerPoint without paying for it, and I'm not paying for it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right, so, should be good now. Lovely stuff. Let me find it. There we go. Okay, can we all currently see a blank screen? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why are you on Piers Morgan's Twitter again this <laughs> Again? Week? Why are you doing that again this week? Ah, <laughs> uh, guys, it was funny the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it's still funny. Why um, does it say why does it say Piers Morgan DP Raw Dog? I mean, <laughs> why wouldn't it? Double ended. She's Sunak Deep Throat. What is that? It's actually triple-ended. Come on now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Guy's got arseholes coming out of everywhere. Um. Anyway. Jürgen Klopp Blowbang. I mean, it's, Ooh, a sad, it's a sad time, Roscoe. Don't be bringing up Big Jörg. Oh, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Loser. It's harsh, man. It's harsh. In your fucking face. Bye, it's Klopp. Harsh. It's harsh, man. Relegation for Liverpool next season. Listen, I'm I'm not ready for this kind of banter yet. Okay, it's Sorry. Still raw. <laughs> I'm not ready for this yet. <laughs> you look after that Funko Pop. I'm going to treasure that Funko uh, Pop. Honestly, going to go what up a... in value now because it doesn't exist. <laughs> doesn't matter. What a wonderful gift that was. What a time to get it. Thank you, Roscoe. <laughs> um, can you try? Because cool, they're only three ninety five because they're losing. Oh, lovely. Yeah, my money joking. Carry on. <laughs> um, can you try throwing up your hands? I want to see if it will come up on the participants thing for me in order. 
Okay, it doesn't come up Done in it. order, but I can see who goes first. So we're going to use that just so it prevents an echo coming through from mine and Kat's mics. So it's okay. using hands this time. No I will sport. say I did listen when during the edit last week. I did listen back, and yeah, you were correct on every single one of your <gasps> things. Well, thank you for admitting that. I appreciate yeah. that because uh, you could have quite easily kept that to yourself. Yeah, you're <laughs> absolutely right that, every time. Oh. So I would have won. <laughs> I mean, I did win. I was going to say, you did win, didn't you? You always yeah. win. Yeah. Yes. I don't know what you're worried about. Okay, are we ready? So, put hands down, please. You're going to lose this, like, Jurgen Klopp. Put your hands up. R Roscoe, I will put you on negative five points <laughs> if you continue. <laughs> okay, are we ready for the first one, team? So we're just yeah. shouting? No, preferably use hands if possible, because Kat's going to have to use hand to prevent all of the mic feedback that we're currently having. Okay. So use hands. I can luckily see it, so I'll be able to see who goes first, hopefully. Unless we get you're it. Like... You're cuddling. Fine. Off we go. <laughs> Number one. Boom. What is it? Oh, Roscoe. Damn. Outlast. Oh, fair play. Well Good done, shout. Roscoe. Roscoe, one point. Well done. Okay. Are we ready for the next one? Let us go. Oh, Roscoe, you were literally a millisecond on that. Bugger. The Legend of Zelda. No. I will give you one chance Sky... to tell me which one it is. No. Skyward Sword? No, it is not ah! Skyward Sword. Incorrect. Cat, oh. you are next. It's the fucking Wind Waker. It is indeed. Oh. Well done, Cat. <laughs> Cat didn't say it. <laughs> She did. Well, I can hear her. Cat it. Oh, okay. Um, oh, well, the did you can't. hear Kat say it? I didn't. Uh -huh. Well, I did. And I'm the, qu I'm the quiz master. <laughs> and Roscoe, you're on negative 11 points. I would chill your beans. <laughs> this is okay. collusion. It is. Very much so. Are we ready for number three? Yeah. Yeah, if you're not cheating still. Boom. It doesn't matter, Josh. You're going to win anyway. Roscoe? Halo. No. Could be any of the goddamn Halos. Halo Infinite? It is not Halo nor Halo Infinite. Joshua, you are next. Halo 3. It is not Halo 3. Cat. <laughs> Fuck you. It is Halo 2. Well done. Fuck's sake, I can't believe that. <laughs> I had to throw in a bit of a curveball one just to, you know, make it a bit more. Oh, different. yeah, like Pokemon Yellow. Fucking yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Lindsay got it. Uh, right, we're ready for the next one. Put your hand down, cat. You've not seen shit yet. <laughs> Go. <laughs> oh God, oh, Josh, you were first on that one. Was I? Didn't look just... like it on my screen, but just... I'll take it. Oh, I don't even know what the new one's called. Oh, I do. I Animal... do. I do. I do. I'm afraid Cat is before you, Roscoe, so oh! I'll keep it to yourself just in case. Animal Crossing New Horizon. Oh my god, well done. No, 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 that's not what it's called. This is, it is. No. This one is. No, he said New Horizon. Oh, no, no, we're not, we're not, no, we're not being no. that facetious. No, 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 that is just... not what it's called. What is it called? It's called New Horizons. Do, 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 do. Yeah, someone gave me Josh the point for that. Do, 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 do. Cat, I'm not having that, yeah, I'm... You need to band up with me on this. That's outrageous. That's just laughing. Oh! <laughs> it's not like I said Animal Crossing Wind Waker. 
and all across it went like arena of time are we ready for number five no excellent let's go roscoe this is lilac wars it's not it's not well it is lilac wars it's star fox 64 lilac wars it's okay. Well, you have got it there because it is Star Fox sixty four. I didn't know what the second bit was. It was called Star Fox sixty four in the US. It was called Lilac Wars in the UK. All right. Don't oh. insult me. All right. Well, do you know what? I will unban you of ten points for that. Well, <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> I did not know it had a different name in a different place. I just thought it was Star Fox sixty four. So it's well not done. known as Star Fox sixty four in the UK. Okay. If you're gonna do a quiz, just anyway. Well, luckily I have you to uh, correct me whenever I don't know. <laughs> Number six. Go. Roscoe. Uh, Fallout 3. Correct. Well done. <laughs> I was really worried for you there. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, I look at, I saw it says Fallout and I looked at the kind of visuals. I was like, no, that's not PS4. That's just, so it can't be Fallout 4. So Fallout 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The green kind of gives it away, thankfully, as well. Yeah. Uh, I think New, uh, what's it? New Vegas was orangey, wasn't it? The yeah. It was like an orangey brown color. Yeah. Ready, set, number seven. Josh. Hades. Uh, I don't know if you heard that, Josh, but you got to fuck off from Kat because she was <laughs> one millimetre from getting it ahead of you. <laughs> oh, well, she needs to play it to get it quicker. Sorry. I agree, yeah. Kat, is your mic on? I can only hear you through Mars's mic. <laughs> And then I can wave my hand, 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 and then I can wave my Shit in my hands and clap and have to deal with anything Doctor Who. Hey, did you all, hey, did you all catch now. that? What oh, the hell? Cool. Hang on. I love how that's the one bit of it they've managed to catch from you. <laughs> hey, I never said anything rude about Jurgen Klopp. Let's leave Doctor Who out of this. All right? Listen, Roscoe, I've just given you your points back. Don't make me take them away again. Well, like Jurgen Klopp. You should do some below deck. Right, Roscoe, slander. you're just banned permanently from all quizzes. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> We're done professionally. Oh, shocking behaviour. Shocking. Okay, are we ready for the next one? Yes. Yeah. Go. I think you are all pretty much on the exact same point, but I think Josh just, cl- just clinched it. <sighs> uh, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum? It is not Arkham Asylum. Yeah, you're a fucker. Roscoe, <laughs> you were next. It's from the trailer to Arkham City. It is from Arkham City. Well done. There's plenty Sorry. wrong with me. Sorry, Kat, you were very close on that one. That was literally milliseconds within it. Someone sleeping on the sofa tonight. <laughs> sofa 100%. tonight. 100%. I'm not going to be popular. <laughs> Ready, steady, go. Roscoe. What's the Horizon 5? Oh, fucking hell. Roscoe is crushing it again. Yeah, Mexico's a giveaway. Yeah. And the last one, ready or not, go. Josh, you were first. 
<laughs> I don't know. I just picked my hand up. Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Abzu. It is not Abzu, Roscoe. Uh, um, I did the exact same thing as Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I just went for it. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's the other one, but it doesn't look like it. Uh, it's uh, 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 I'm gonna have to time you here. Three. Yeah, I got nothing. Go okay, go on, Kat. Do you want to have a go? Journey, but it isn't. Absolutely underwater. It kind of gives me Spirit Farrah vibes. So I'm going to say Spirit Farrah. It is not Spirit Farrah. Mm. It actually is Journey. Yeah. Ah! It, oh. The 2D ness threw me off. Yeah. Can... Yeah. It's um a specific section. I think it's like towards the middle That's of the a game. Specific section, just like Pokemon Yellow before they get Pikachu. <laughs> Are you just better because you didn't get it? No, man, I'm better because apparently I missed out by like two milliseconds twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I'm not going to be popular today. Uh, oh, anyway. these quizzes, man. Bring out the worst in us. They really, they really do. do. I kind of enjoy bringing out this chaotic side of everybody. Um, however, that is the end of the quiz, and that means that, Roscoe, you are the winner, good sir, uh, with five points. So very well done. That's my slow clap. First win of the season. It's actually my second win of the season, but I'm not allowed I was going to say, you're actually two in a row so far, but obviously Josh won the other one. So. I won this one too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Josh is just just wins the ball <laughs> always. Okay, if you listen to that and want to play along, as I said, you can find the screenshots on fingerguns.net. Just look for the uh, this podcast on there, and uh, I'll find the pictures. Maybe I'll put a link in the description. That'll make a lot of sense, actually. That'll make it a lot easier for everyone. That probably would be handy. Yeah, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. Problem is, I post I post the podcast before I post the post. So I'll have to post a post and then post a pod. Hmm. I'll work it out. Are you going to post the post? Thanks, Mars. The post? <laughs> <laughs> no worries, good sir. Thank you for playing. Always a treat. Right then, let's get into the news. And a little bit of news broke just before we went live. And it's the news. It's been rumored for a couple of days, but... PlayStation are announcing a state of play to come this Wednesday night at 10 p.m. GMT. So wherever you are in the world, work it out from there. I don't know what it is in your local area. But in the UK, at least, it's 10 p.m. GMT. Um, so it's a late one, which is odd. But they have promised 15-plus games and deep dive into Stellar Blade and Rise of the Ronin. Presumably means they aren't too far away, which is quite exciting. Um, so, um, we're going to do what we normally do before a great big showcase. We're going to speculate about what might be there and wish list what we want to be there. So, um, I'll go from the, I'll go from the top. Cat, what would you like to see at this week's state of play? Um, oh fucking hell. Um, uh, <laughs> at this rate, I don't even fucking know, pal. My mind is so blank. It's unbelievable. What is there to see? What have we got left in the in the in the year? 
I said, what we've got left in the year. See, this is how broken I am. It's January. It's fucking January. What do we know? What do we have left uh, well, in the year? I know it's January. Uh, well, everything, basically. Um, we still got to see things from a lot of different places and studios. Um, we've got Rebirth coming. There might be another trailer for that. Oh, I don't care for that. You know I don't care for yeah. that. Um, happy for everybody. Too I know you don't read. care for that. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. It probably will be something to do well, with Well, thanks for coming, Greg. <laughs> How rude. Um, <laughs> I wonder if we'll see Metal Gear Solid uh, just because of the hype of that trailer ah. that happened last time. Um. That's kind of all I've got. Like, maybe would we see potentially a little bit more of a teaser for Death Stranding 2? I wonder, because PlayStation. Very possibly. Like, Very whack possibly. out that, don't they? There you go. Now, see, now, I've, now I'm warmed up, they I'm sure thinking. Um, there's rumours, isn't there, about Silent Hill? Um, yes, Silent Hill 2. Yeah, Silent Hill 2. Yeah, I maybe we could see. Did I dream that we're getting a Ghost of Tsushima DLC? Did I dream that? Cause I feel like it was yes, hell. yeah, yes, you did. I dreamt it. I dreamt it. That There's a lot of games coming that look similar to Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, uh, okay, fair. Well, I'm wondering if we will get an announcement of a Ghost of Tsushima DLC or a second one. Because I feel like okay. if I didn't dream it, then there was definitely a rumour that I saw, potentially on Reddit, a uh, long, long, long time ago. And I wonder if they would just drop something like that. Um, because I think sometimes PlayStation do this thing where if they don't announce it at the Game Awards, they'll do something really early on in the year like this. And I feel like the God of War like prologue was something for them which was like a little bit of like a like big surprise but i wonder if they'll knock something out for the showcase so i'm hoping that it will be you know mm. not just all the same things that we've seen at the game awards at you know every single showcase in the last like three months so yeah maybe a bit of death Stranding too i think there's something going on with ghost of shima just think that this is like the last five years have just been sequel sequel valley so yeah we'll see Did I ungrade okay. myself? Take no hedging any bets on Little Devil Inside, then? No. No, I'm not. Um, No, not, we're not going to see Little Devil Inside. We're never going to see it. What I think it's embarrassing. Mm. That is embarrassing that, that, that PlayStation, PlayStation gave you 12 minutes or 9 minutes, or however long it was, right, by yourself. They literally dedicated the end of their showcase. Now, it's a big thing to have an end of the showcase. You are the star of the show. You're the headliner. You're you're the fucking shit, bro. Where are you? Arousing. <laughs> oh, you just, like, had your pants down in front of PlayStation. It was embarrassing. Embarrassing for everybody involved. Embarrassing. Totally embarrassing. Yeah, embarrassing. I've got uh, yes, and I'm sorry I called you embarrassment. Thank you. Thank you. I was literally just leaving to get in the car, go to the tournament, punch <laughs> the dick, and then I was going to come back. <laughs> fair. Fair. That would have been a fair assessment of, of what I just did. Um, all right, then. Uh, um, Miles. 
What do you want to see a state of play? What do you think we're going to see a state of play? How sexy and how horny are you for a brand new state of play? Oh, I'm always horny for a new state of play, Roscoe. I am maximum hornness. Oh, I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> um, I reckon... Hornness. I know. Is that even a thing? I feel like it's not. I don't really want to make it a thing either. Um, I feel like we're going to get a final... You say that before sex, because that would really put me off. Uh, I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Josh is just lolling in the background <laughs> while he's muted. <laughs> Glad I caught you out, buddy. Um... I think we'll get a Final Fantasy VII Rebirth demo. Um, I think there's been quite a few rumours about that, and I think it's quite likely. Um, personally, I'd obviously love to see a bit more of Metal Gear Solid 3 remake. Um, I don't think we will, because they recently showed that gameplay uh, trailer not too long ago, so I feel like it might be a bit too soon for them to show it off again. Um, I think Silent Hill 2, I think Josh has also kind of talked about, could be quite a big possibility. Um and there's also some rumors going around about Until Dawn remastered remake, whatever it's going to be, um, that that can make an appearance as well. Um, so I think that could be fairly likely too. Um, obviously, Pipe Dream, Dino Crisis remake, baby. I'm just off the exit primal hype train once again. Give me more dinos. Um, so yeah, that would be a pipe dream to you know show stop the entire showcase. But uh, yeah, I actually think this one from the rumors swirling around, it looks like it might be a good one. Um, but equally, we've had our hopes up before and been left quite disappointed. So I'm going to try and temper that expectation. Um, but yeah, I think Sony's got some decent things lined up. And hopefully, even though a lot of them are relatively third party, um, there'll be some nice surprises and a couple of indies showcased as well that could look quite good. Um, and Helldivers 2 is releasing in about a week and a half. So I wouldn't be surprised to see like a launch trailer pop up for that as well. Um, so yeah, a few ones to get excited about, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, nice one. All right. Uh, Josh. Same question. Yeah. What, do see? what do you think we're going to see? What's the wish list? Um, so, obviously, this is Sony's first showcase of the year. Um, and Xbox has had theirs, and they've kind of shown their hand, potential full hand, maybe a few cards under the sleeves left. <laughs> For the later on ones, because we normally get, you know, two or three a year from every um, platform. Um, so, I, I mean, we we all had a bit of a lukewarm, but slightly positive kind of feed, like feedback for the Xbox Direct. So I think Sony, this is kind of like their response to the non-diss track, diss track that Xbox put down earlier, where they're like, this is what we've got. And now Sony's going to have to be like, well, this is what we've got. And I think they're going to come out swinging with a few things. Um, specifically, I think everything that everyone's mentioned, um, I've heard, the, I've seen the rumors of Silent Hill 2, and these have spurred on from PlayStation Germany, uh, Germany's Twitter account, uh, miraculously putting up Silent Hill 2 screenshots. Um, for no good reason other than to say wishlist it, but I feel like there's a bit more to that. And I think that's enough traction to kind of start those rumours. Um, and because it's Konami, Cat, same Metal Gear Solid, I mean, why not if it's if Konami are getting in bed with Sony a bit more, why not show more of their properties that could come out? Um, especially because they're both semi-planned for this year. Um, and then uh, seeing rumours floating around about, out concord 
which is the new PvP multiplayer game from Firewalk Studios, which is a bunch of dudes from uh, Bungie when they released uh, Destiny. So people from that are in this studio releasing their first debut title under... Uh, and it will be a first party because they now uh, Sony own Firewalk, Firewalk Studios. So I think that... Um, what else? I think, like Miles said as well, Helldivers 2 Final Fantasy demo is a massive shout because that was such a hit last time with the uh, with Remake's release. Um, not sure that I need to play it, though. I feel like Remake had something to prove. Um but this one, it's kind of like everyone's sold on the idea. Um, but yeah, obviously we're getting Stellar Blade and Rise of the Ronin. That is definitely confirmed. How long we're going to get, I'm not too sure. Stellar Blade will get a release window. Um, we know that Rise of the Ronin is, uh, has got a date and it's uh, next. It's in March, I believe. Um, so maybe like uh, how Ghost of Tsushima was shown off, we had, we had like a, a full mission played out on a state of play so i expect maybe like something like that just showcasing all the mechanics for like eight minutes and then you've got another 20 or so for the rest of the stuff because they said 15 titles so you know uh, that what i've named is quite a good chunk of that so there's still room for a couple of other bangers um but nothing nothing crazy springs to mind uh i feel like State of plays aren't where hype normally comes from, uh, but you know they could prove me wrong this year. No, you're right. It's um, it is the uh, the kind of the the, the middling show. Um, it's the one that isn't a PlayStation showcase, but as just enough to get you kind of fizzling for mm-hmm. a showcase and middling things to get excited about. Um, but yeah, I think you're on the money with um, Final Fantasy and Helldivers. Um, I think those are guaranteed as they're not too far away now. Um, I think that, yeah, I think it's almost a guarantee that basically anything nearby or anything close to coming out is going to be showcased because people are a little concerned that Sony don't have an awful lot to show this year. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully this state of play will kind of ease people's ease people's uh, minds and be like, yeah, don't worry, there's plenty coming out this year. You just got to got to get hyped for it um i think i don't know i've got a small feeling we might see the horizon zero dawn remake remaster i think that's a thing that's still happening um yeah that's true there's a small chance that we might see that it's not a i don't think it's going to be a massive release so i think they can probably put it into a state of play and it feel quite comfortable there um obviously we're going to see some vr stuff psvr2 Seen a lot of talk about that this week. A lot of developers saying they're not putting their stuff on PSVR 2 because people there aren't enough people that kind of own one, uh, which is quite worrying. But Sony seems to be playing sort of powering through anyway. Um, so we'll see what they have in store for VR. Um, and um, yeah, I'm just I want to be surprised. I just want to see some brand new stuff. Um, I want to be able to add a bunch of games to the Metacritic list and. Um, and uh, and see yeah. what we're all uh, excited for, but um, I think that yeah, I think it's I think yeah, I think Sony have got a lot to prove this year already. Um, mm. Starting off with a a remaster of The Last of Us Part Two, whilst as good as it is, you know, has kind of frustrated some people because we still haven't had something relatively new from Naughty Dog or a lot of places studios in a little while. Um, you know, these games obviously take forever to make, and but 
you know, to just know that they're kind of out there on the way. I think that's what people are just wanting. Um, so we'll see. But yeah. Uh, yeah, and Pragmata, why not? Let's throw that one in there. <laughs> I think um, we this time last year we got like a release date for Dredge at State of Play. Um, so maybe hopefully something just like indie that's going to be one of the better indies of the year gets like a nice little placement maybe like harold halibut or something like that gets a gets a date on it and it's at a state of play um that would mm-hmm. be cool yeah that would be nice um i can't call indies because they just kind of appear from nowhere and then suddenly we're like oh hey that looks cool um so yeah yeah uh maybe marathon i mean that's i think bungie needs to uh do something to get back in people's good graces so we might see some more of marathon and um, that'd be quite neat. Oh, but, foam uh, stars yeah, as well, isn't it? Too high there, but it's. Uh... Oh yeah, foam stars. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be on PS Plus in the next month. Yeah, so, so I reckon that's yeah, probably going to get a little message well. like, "Oh, this is going to be our PS Plus month game for February." So. Hmm. For sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a good show. Um, and I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't think I really have an idea of what's going to be there. So. That's quite exciting, except for the obvious things. But yeah, 15 plus titles, and I reckon I've got a fair idea of about five of them. So that's exciting. Yeah. To see what's uh, see what's to come. Um, I want to get blown away by something. I want to be hyped, mega hyped. But uh, we'll see. We shall see. Um, all right then. So that's the state of play, which is on 10 p.m. Wednesday. Um, we normally do a kind of big reaction podcast to it at some point. Um, I don't know when we're going to squeeze that in this week. Uh, due to my ridiculous um, <laughs> actual work hours. But uh, if not, we'll obviously talk about it on the podcast the following week. Um, we shall see. We'll try and figure something out. Um, all right, then. Uh, some kind of sad news, of course. Uh, the big news in the game industry this week is that the game industry sucks. And, you know, a massive number of people have been let go at Microsoft. And um, we're talking 1,900 employees we let go from Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard, Bethesda, etc. across the board uh, this week, which is now getting the total up to 5,000 game industry staff um, already losing their jobs in 2024, and it's not even February. Um, Idos Montreal have also announced today that they're letting go of 510 staff. Um, they've cancelled an upcoming Deus Ex game, and, well, it's just sad times all around uh, for that, but um, it's it's getting a little bit terrifying. Um, I'm going to read a little thing uh, that Spister uh, Chris Guardian wrote over at VGC, um, and then we'll get into it. But uh, yeah, the number of games industry job losses announced in January is already more than half the total job losses in the entirety of 2023. Technical artist Farhan Noor's website, Video Game Layoffs, has been tracking the confirmed game industry job cuts since the start of last year. According to the site, a total of 10,500 game industry workers lost their jobs in 2023. At the time of writing, the estimated total for 2024 on the same site currently stands at 3,770. However, today's news that Microsoft is laying off 1,900 staff from its video game division means that when the list is next updated, it will total at least 5,670 layoffs. This means the total number of layoffs in 2024, as of January 25th, has already reached 54% of 2023's total layoffs. Um, So yeah, if you do go to that website, it is uh, the website being um, Game Industry Layoffs. There's a link in that um, 
in that article over at VGC. Yeah, it reads uh, pretty sad. And uh, 12 uh, guys from Rovio, owned by Sega, have also been let go today. Uh, Miles, this is not good, man. This is not good. What's... Is there even going to be an industry left at the end of the year? <laughs> Probably not. With well, the we right celebrate this how going. wonderful and how brilliant games are. Um, we see people losing their jobs. It's always so great and so sad at the same time. Yeah, it's it's just pretty horrific at the moment. These like the companies are on the whole making a lot of money and games are selling and reaching thresholds of numbers, which <clears throat> you know, we keep reading about how the industry is breaking records in terms of just how much revenue it's generating. And unfortunately, it's not going really to any of the developers who are making them. It's going to the heads of companies who are one of a better word, pricks. <laughs> um and it's really sad especially on microsoft's part when they've just spent you know upwards of 80 to 90 billion pounds um or dollars or whatever to acquire a company and all its ips and all of its talent and only to then shaft a bunch of them off when the amount that it costs to keep them is a fraction of the money that the company itself has and i think there's always this kind of spiel of like oh, we've got to do it because it's necessary for, you know, the growth of the company or it's necessary for the well-being and the health of the company as a whole. And it's like, no, it isn't. It's bullshit. You could quite easily slash the salaries of the top executives by 10% each, and that would easily cover the amount that these layoffs are supposedly going to save. Um, and it just smacks of real hypocrisy. And it's so sad that in a year where we've had delivered some of the best games, you know, of recent memory, you know, we had a massively stellar stellar year last year in terms of video games. Um, and all the people who are designing, making, and putting in the blood, sweat, and the tears to make them are being, you know, thrown away at the end of that process. And it just feels like it's happening right across the board with very little respect for the kind of the lives of the people who give us these things that give us so much entertainment. Um, and it's a shame because we all really love video games, but the industry itself is really quite a cesspit and it's so sad that people who are so passionate about these things don't get the rewards that they deserve. Um, and I think for Microsoft especially, to be throwing around the kinds of money that they do and then still be throwing off, what was it, you said, like 5,000 jobs in total? Um, it just, it reeks of like a really bad way to do things. Um, and I think we all kind of expected more of Phil Spencer in a way. Um, even though, like we've talked about, he is a ruthless businessman at the end of the day, and we know that, but you know, the way that they've presented themselves versus how they're actually doing things, it flies in the face of it. So it's disappointing, but it's not surprising. And I think it's going to be, as we've kind of spoken about before, it's going to be ongoing for a little while. This isn't going to end in the recent um, times of the next year or so. Um, and it will just be sad to know that more great games are going to come out and the people making them aren't going to be rewarded for that, which is just really depressing. <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, the best thing we can do is support the developers as best you can and give them the platform to be respected. And hopefully they uh, just need to unionize and hopefully can get more basic working rights, which they deserve because they work super hard and they give us great stuff. And it'd be nice to see them actually rewarded for it. Uh, yeah, I agree. This is, of course, it was announced on the same day that Microsoft confirmed that they are now a $3 trillion company. Oh, but those 5,000 jobs. <laughs> um, but yeah, 1,900 people can't work under those conditions, apparently. 
Yeah, no way. Can't afford so, it. That's that's the end of that. Um, yeah, it's, it's just it's so it's so devastating. And but again, you know, it's not just Microsoft, of course. It's, it's so many companies. I mean, is it? I just don't know what it is. I think you know the people talk about the bubble, don't they? They talk about the game industry bubble and how the cost of making games is going up, uh, but the price is staying the same. We talk about eventually how it's unsustainable, how eventually the bubble is going to burst and everyone's going to lose their jobs and the industry is going to be over. Um, but, you know, is this a way of, as sad as it is, um, I'll, I'll, get a, I'll, I'll get a cat now, but is this, as sad as it is, is it a way to kind of at least try and keep the industry afloat even a little bit? I would argue no. I don't think that you get to sack off thousands of people and gloat about your profits. And I didn't know it had happened in the same day, but I'm certainly aware of times where, you know, it's been the end of the year or an end of a quarter and they've been like, you know, we've done the best we've ever done. We've gotten this acquisition. We've gotten that. We've gotten this joint thing. We've got this ahead of ourselves. You know, we're the best that we've ever, you know, um, gained in X amount of I can't words lately. But, you know, we're, we're the best we've ever foreseen ourselves being in the last five years or like, you know, we're above our margins. And then you have the audacity to ruin people's lives. And it's interesting because I, I do think that, you know, we the games industry itself is, I guess, coming to a point where it could be fair to say that we are competing. I mean, obviously, this is a I don't think I'm too far out there, but I think in some respects, you know, we're 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 getting up to that point where we're we're becoming not big not on the same level because I think movies do so much more, but you know we are competing and in in the same or be, becoming to be in the same leagues as movies, and that's because it takes millions to make a game and they sell millions, they turn over millions. The profit is now, like you said, it's trillions, and so it's. It's tricky to then have sympathy for a company that does that and then goes, but we have to lay off 11% of our company. And it's like, no, you don't. No, you fucking don't. No, you don't. You just want to. Um, I did read rightly as well the other day that the, the Nintendo guy like halved his salary for three years or something to keep up morale. Is that, am I reading that right? Was it someone uh, else yeah, who that? Yeah, that was... Um... Yeah, that was uh, Satoru Iwata, who was the Nintendo boss for he, a long yeah. time. He's recently, uh, he, yeah, he he he, pa he passed a few years ago, but yeah, instead of sacking the staff, he, he yeah uh, took a he like huge percentage off his salary to keep the company. Going. Yeah, and and he said the reason for that was because people will not become any more motivated if they fear their jobs, and so he created an environment where he wanted workers to feel safe. And I just, it makes me mm -hmm. so angry that we're still continuing to have this conversation of like, it's becoming more and more about a business every single year. And that just becomes, so I remember sat in my last kind of um, house that myself and Miles lived in, and it was just this really stark, depressing, sad, somber realisation that, yes, you know, businesses are businesses and they're to turn over money but i think at one point it really really felt like 
you were in it for the games you were in it for the hype you know when you released something on the e3 stage it was exciting people cheered people roared it was such a community kind of little event and it's been turned into corporate hunty bullshit um and i think that's just so sad and it just sucks it just sucks ass reading people who have been in the games industry for years or they've finally broken into the games industry and they've been laid off four months later and people you know employment rights are so different in america than they are here um and even here you have to have worked two years before you know those rights are substantiated anyway and a lot of people haven't had that I just think there are better ways. There are better ways around this. And I don't think they can blame things like, oh, well, our game didn't sell. Like, that's 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 not a reason, bro. That's You don't get to spend 12 million that you maybe don't have that you're betting on getting back because you think your game is the shit. Like, be smarter about that. You know, look after your people, mm. look after your workforce. Yeah, and maybe I've got quite an idealistic way of like running businesses or a very simplified reductionist way, but I, I, this problem wasn't a, like happening 10 years ago and it just seems that, like with every month that's gone past in the last six months, there's been closure after closure after closure, but there's no sign of those bigger monopolies going any slower. And I think that doesn't add up in my head the math ain't mathin there i'm just calculator yeah. but that math ain't mathin no no it's a great point it's a great point is that you know we don't see any changes no um, we don't see microsoft start that, to panic. Yeah, the price we don't go see... up. It's... yeah no i mean they don't panic because they're worth three trillion dollars now <laughs> um, but you know so what I mean. Yeah, they... we, we see the prices go up. We don't see, you know, whatever. I mean, there's. I just, I just think there's smart ways to do this. Yeah, but they're worth three trillion dollars because they're the developers that make their shit. Um, and so exactly, that's the, exactly. That's the rub. It's kind of like when you close that's down the theater um, and you like fire all the stage crew. It's like we don't have a show about stage crew. You can have actors, and actors can perform, but really it's the behind the scenes, it's the production, it's the director. Um, you know, Barbie didn't direct itself, mm. the Oscars, you know? Do you hear me? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, let's get that point in. Hey. <laughs> eh? Anyway. Giving Gosling a nomination and not Gerwig or Robbie. Hey, eh? did he not see the movie? That's the whole point of the movie. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's not forget that Ryan Gosling did an amazing performance and is fully Oscar worthy. That's not the point right now. That's not what I'm talking about. It's the fact that he's a man. (laughs) A very sexy man. But, you know, he didn't direct himself. Very sexy, very talented, very Uh, funny man. No, he didn't direct himself. (laughs) Makes me sick. Makes me (laughs) sick. Anyway, it's fine. He's not going to win the Oscar. Robert Downey Jr. is going to win the Oscar. But we'll, we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> uh, Josh, I mean, where are you with all this? I mean, I don't know really what else to add, but it's like, is it going to get worse before it gets better? I guess is the question. Yeah, yeah. I think um, frustratingly, what I said last week on the podcast, and noting these articles that were coming out very shortly about, um, I think it was the 
gamesindustry.biz article where they were basically went around speaking to a lot of heads of studios and saying the worst is yet to come like this is going to be something for two years at least um in terms of layoffs uh and you know it's the it's the ideology of having constant growth under capitalism and the idea that everything will always be more all the time as if people just don't change their minds and waves don't happen there's no there's nothing i can see in the world that has infinite growth and never stops and i don't understand why companies overextend for a short-term profit and then see long-term losses at the end of it and that's not just all the people that we're going to be losing on the industry that have probably spent their careers doing that are now said you know what i'm not coming back anymore i'm going to switch up my job i'm going to change my life completely and lose all that talent i'm talking about just like the money as well um we're in a re- we're in a really weird state right now where um you know this whole suicide squad situation where um yes journos are kind of uh complaining that they're not getting code review codes early um and people saying we don't have a right to it is like exactly we don't but we trying to ensure uh people that pay a hefty price for some of these games like the recommended retail price for suicide squad is 60 quid and that's just the base version it on playstation store it can go up to like over 100 quid for the like the ultimate edition and if you're a massive suicide squad fan like you know you're going to be one of those people that are like yeah i'm really excited for this but also I've got some attention to it and uh this feels and this game feels like a game that's come out of necessity from the higher ups where um they think that because a live service worked once or a few times whatever it's hyperbole but uh a live service has worked why can't we do that why can't we do a game that makes millions and billions like Fortnite what can we do to do that and it's facilitating, um, you know, a, a bullshit thing that doesn't exist. Fortnite is a is just uh, an anomaly. Like you can't put, you know, it came out of nowhere, and now it's the biggest thing ever. But you can't replicate that necessarily. Power World, you can't replicate that again. Like that's not going to happen again in the same way that it is. But these companies think that you can, and then they kind of, you know, COVID happened, and then that meant a lot of people were getting back into games that weren't previously in it and the numbers were getting bigger and they saw money. And then, you know, obviously it dipped when everyone went back to work and nobody, do you know what I mean? And people went, could go outside. So yeah, I, I feel like I've just thrown spaghetti at the wall about this, but um, it's just, it's just them thinking deliriously about things that happen that, you know, success is always um celebrated in the games industry uh, and we want to celebrate success in the game industry um but we just you just got to be practical with it at the same time um because then the casualties start happening when things don't go the way that it will um you know i i i have no knowledge about rocksteady post suicide squad now um but chances are, like we said earlier, about the state of the the company, 
could be at risk over this game because they've spent a lot of time, you know, four or five years on it um, and a lot of money and it might just be a massive flop. And for a, this, for a game like that in this day and age, that just can't happen anymore. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's very depressing to see. They either want to make billions or they'll slash the people that make it. And that's just entirely unfair, but that's just how it is these years. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that is basically it, isn't it? They're all chasing that, that golden goose, um, as it were, that, um, that became things like COD and Fortnite and, you know, free for all of the massive milestone things that we see over and over and over that are guaranteed money spinners. You know, it's just, it's just gets to a point where, you know, I, I do worry about it. I worry that because us as players and industry enthusiasts, um, if you like, are like, okay, what's next? You know, what's next? What, what are you going to wow us with next? And, you know, I think, I don't think I've been kind of wowed for a while. I think it's probably maybe, I don't know. The trailer for The Last of Us Part 2 was the last time that I was absolutely blindsided and blown away by something. And mm-hmm. I'm still kind of itching for that next thing. And I think that, and I think that you know, maybe it is going to be Naughty Dog themselves that do it, but then that's another like $350 million project, which they've been working on for years and years. And thankfully, we haven't heard too much of layoffs from Sony's side yet. Um, so it seems that they're maybe keeping a stable boat. I don't really know. Um, it's hard to really tell anymore. But, um, you know, when we're chasing those massive AAA productions and, you know, when Microsoft called their initiative game the first quadruple A game, you know, and we all saw what happened to Perfect Dark, you know, it it got. You know, we're we're six years later, and we've still seen absolutely nothing from that game, and it and it's moved across two different studios, and that must be an enormous investment on both sides. You know, that must cost so much money, and it gets to a point where you go, you know, maybe there is a time where we just have to go right. Games have just leveled out now. You know, visually, that it's not going to get any better. And we have to stop chasing that idea because it's just it's it's killing people um, to 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 consistently produce these massive things over and over and over again. And you know we can't argue that there's there has been you know a a kind of a dip in the industry in terms of in terms of people people's expectations um, and whether or not we're going to see another another thing like God of War or another Horizon Zero Dawn or another Last of Us, anything that's kind of a, a massive scale production, even Indiana Jones, you know, it looks huge. It's going to be massive. But it's like, it must be, I can't even imagine the budget on that game. And that's what scares me is that, you know, each time, because the because the games are going to keep getting bigger, the budgets are going to keep getting bigger. And eventually no game is going to sell enough to justify the cost. Um, you know, you got games that are safe. Games, games like Rockstar already know that they'll make every cent back of GTA Six. They just know this. They know it'll be the first weekend. But everything they've spent on this thing, whether it be the five hundred million which was rumored, they'll get it back in four days. And so they have this stability 
to be able to produce enormous titles like that. But, you know, not every company is Rockstar, for God's sake. And that's what the problem is. The, the, the issue is that people are reaching so high and they're not achieving it. You know, it's it's not necessarily the quality of the games either. I mean, we look at three big um, brand new IPs that came out last year. So we have what well, Atlas Fallen, um, Forsaken, and the other one that was in that barrel. Um, Moles of Avium? God, what was it called? The one that... Yes, that one. Um, yeah, they didn't do anything. You know, they've... They may have done enough to justify, they may have done enough to call it even, you know, but have they actually made the company money? It's very unlikely. And that is the issue because you haven't just got budget for production, you've got then the marketing budget and you see the craziness that some AAA companies do to promote their games. You know, some of the absolute maddest things, we saw it just this week, you know, Tekken 8 did a drone show in the air in London and I can't even imagine how much that cost. That must have been millions. And, you know, companies that are big, like Capcom or like, you know, who's who's taking? Is it 2K? I don't, I don't know. Um, but Bandai Namco. Um, yeah, it's just like they probably have the funds to do it, sure. But, you know, why do it? You know, it's just like it's not going to... I don't think a drone show in the air is going to sell your game. It's cool, to, it's cool to look at. It's cool to watch. But, you know, it's not going to make me go out and buy the game. And so there's like... I think there has to be a balance and there has to be this modicum of an idea. It's like games just have to be on a level at this point in order to make money. And like, just like Josh said, you know, you know, you're never going to be Fortnite ever. Fortnite is one of a kind. It is something completely and utterly unique that is going to live for as long as we're all alive now. You know, I can't ever see it kind of disappearing. Um, But you know, the Battle Royale game you're currently working on probably isn't going to be rock, uh, Fortnite. You know, look at all the ones that have been and gone. Even, even you know, um, hero shooters like Overwatch. Um, Overwatch, is a, Overwatch is a big success, but things like Battleborn, all the ones that came out, Rocket Arena, all of these games that, that came and went that tried to be one of those games, you know, they must have invested millions. And, you know, that's just, there's, there's an imbalance in what, the quality of the games and how much they're spending on these things. And that I think also needs to be addressed as sad as it is that developers are losing their jobs. And of course it is. It's devastating because none of us wants that one that to happen. You know, in my view, it's like, you've got to take a step back, you know, take a breath. If you're not, you're not going to compete with Fortnite. So don't bother. You're not going to compete with Call of Duty. So don't bother. Make something completely new. Try and make something that people actually want to play. I mean, Cod with Magic, that Avian was, on paper, sounds awesome. I couldn't get through the first two hours of that game. It bored me. I'm like, it shouldn't have bored me at all. It should have been really exciting and really interesting. You know, for see what we saw what happened with uh, Forsaken, um, Atlas Fallen, that thing bored me as well. Maybe it's just me, I don't know. But I love playing new IP games, and I love playing new IPs that are, that are interesting. I think one of the best original IPs ever made was Bulletstorm. And Bulletstorm never got, you know, a sequel or a franchise. All that happens now is we get remasters and VR versions of the same game. And it's like Bulletstorm was a great idea. If you announce Bulletstorm tomorrow, Bulletstorm 2 or Bulletstorm 3 or whatever, it would sell, I think. Because it has that bombastic kind of like madness that people enjoy. It's got that Duke Nukem-ness and I think it has that 
you know, that's just, it's just a fun game. And yet, you know, they don't want to do anything with it. And there's so many IPs out there that no one does anything with because they believe that, you know, maybe they won't work anymore. And yet they're trying all these new things and they're not working either. And so it's like, well, yeah, it's an impossible question. It is an impossible question. Like, what do people want? And, you know, I don't know how to answer that. I don't know what I want in terms of my games. I just want to be shown something. And if I'm interested in it, I'll play it. You know, I can't describe to you what my perfect game would be. Um, I wouldn't even try. And so there comes a point where the studios are just guessing at this point. And they're playing something that they think is going to be fun. I mean, we saw Avowed uh, last week at the, at the uh, Microsoft thing. You know, it looks fun. looks fine. It doesn't look great. Um, and yet they're putting all their chips on it. And that's a problem, I think. Um, Indiana Jones is going to be huge for them, I think. I think that's going to sell really well. Again, it's dealing on Game Pass. Will it make its money back? Who knows? So, you know, there's there's so many variables. And I think a lot of it just comes down to if your game isn't fucking great, then there's going to be a problem. And so there has to be this kind of middle man kind of going, going, mm, I'm not sure about this. The same way that Bungie, I, I suppose, jumped into Naughty Dog and going, you know, factions isn't working. I think you should either start again or trash it. And they trashed it. And now they're assumedly working on, they've now got both teams working on this new IP that they've got going. And, you know, a Naughty Dog game, of course, is going to sell. Um, And so, I don't know. It's really sad. And I really wish that developers didn't lose their jobs every five goddamn minutes because we just hear about it all the time. We see them tweeting on Twitter and it's like, ah, it's so sad when you hear stories. Like, I've just moved up from California. I've got this job at my dream company at Xbox. I've been here for four months and now I'm homeless. And it's like, oh, man, that's so, it's just devastating. But I think, you know, um, I think maybe we're partially to blame as well because we just don't know what we want. And games will come out and we'll go, yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> I don't know what I want, but that isn't it. And so that's also a problem. Um, it's just a, it's a very difficult industry. And um, I just hope that these, these, these companies find their feet again because it's the more developers we lose, the less games we get, you know the less the industry thrives. And that's it's going to be a real shame if we're just left with the with the big monsters of the industry, um, you know, building their monopolies even more. Um, of course, we're all excited for GTA 6. You know, GTA 6 is going to be absolutely... GTA 6 could save the industry next year. <laughs> Who knows? You know, it could probably put everything back on its feet, but, you know, I have no idea until it comes out. And we'll, um, fingers crossed, we'll even make it that far. Um, in 2025 when when it's due to be released so yeah it's sad days and I hope everyone at Microsoft and Activision Blizzard and Bethesda um, get back on their feet and find something really soon because you know you're all super talented people and uh, you know I really hope that there's stuff out there for everyone it's going to be really tough I think to find 1900 jobs in the industry right now that feel safe but uh, I just really hope it happens because I can't wait to see um, what you guys make next and uh, yeah I'm just super excited to see what it's going to be um, 30% of Toys for Bob were kicked out that's, that's sad um, let's hope it doesn't affect future Spyros or future uh, future Crash games um, I think a good portion of I think one of the one full COD studio was part of it as well 
not entirely sure about that, but I need to read up on that. Um, so, I oh, am yeah, sad times, Cap. Sad times indeed. But uh, there we are. Okay, I'm going to stop talking. Um, actually, I'm not because I've got to go to another news thing. Uh, what's the next thing? Oh, well, this feels very superfluous now. Um, <laughs> it feels very superfluous. Um, this isn't, I don't think there's much of a conversation here, but uh, I think it's interesting because uh, it leads to the Switch 2. Back to Nintendo, the good guys, the guys that look after their stuff. Um, the successor to the Nintendo Switch will have an 8-inch LCD screen and will be released this year. It is claimed. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it <laughs> right now. Um, the standard Switch um, has a 6.2-inch screen and the OLED screen is 7 inches. So that might give you an idea of um, just how kind of big an 8-inch screen might be. Um, 1.5-inch less than an iPad. So if you can imagine that in your hands playing the new Super Mario game, um, that's what that's going to be. Anyone got any thoughts on this whatsoever? Because I need to take a breath. Yay, Nintendo. (laughs) Yay, Nintendo. Nintendo Switch. (laughs) Oh, God. I wish they'd call it the Super (laughs) Nintendo Switch. Yeah. It's... um, it's it's been not a very big secret because I think people last year at GDC were playing basically a, a sort of um, a demo build of it, whatever, whatever they called, like a prototype. They were playing it uh, over at GDC last year and people mm. just couldn't talk about it. So it doesn't come to a surprise at all. Um, my only sort of what's the name is like, what kind of games are going to come to it? Like, Are they going to launch with a big first party game or are they going to rest on the laurels of backwards compatibility could there be that i hope there would be i mean um, I've... oh you would you, you would assume so yeah you'd a hope massive so. switch um audience yeah. yeah um oh yeah there'll be a first there'll be a first party super mario something on launch day um we've been waiting i think we're pushing nearly 6 years now since odyssey so it's yeah. um I think it's, it's time. Uh, but it has it's not so... even been a year since Wanda. I know there's yeah, obviously I mean, different teams one, working on different games. Not, but but... Mm. I think a a three D Mario is more likely than a two D one at this point. Mm. For now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um there'll be a new maybe a new Animal Crossing, a new Mario Kart, one can only hope because there wasn't one for the Switch. Um, as great as they supported Mario Kart 8, you know, that was that isn't a new Mario game, Mario Kart. So um Mario Kart 9 would be uh would be pretty sweet. But yeah, oh, I'm, I'm putting dash. all of my chips on a uh Odyssey uh Odyssey 2 or something something brand new that only Miyamoto could think of. Um mm. one can only hope. Anyway. New Smash Brothers. Um I don't think we'll see a a new Smash. Oh yeah, but what can they do? I mean, Ultimate was yeah. literally, they called it literally Smash Brothers Ultimate. What, <laughs> yeah. the hell, what are they doing next? Ultimata. <laughs> Ultimata. Yeah. Ultimata. Um, um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Oh, God. Uh, Metropod 4. You know, that was, that, that was announced six years ago. That still hasn't come to pass. Yeah. Um, so that I think that's probably likely now for the Switch 2. So, you know, 
I mean, it's exciting. I mean, they, they're talking it's going to be like Xbox One, PS4 level visuals. So I think we've got some exciting stuff to come. Yeah. I think um, Nintendo games generally just uh, lean more on art direction than graphic graphical fidelity. So if you could get a better looking uh, Zelda that maybe runs a little bit smoother, um, you know, 60 frames Zelda for the Switch 2 would be awesome. I don't need it to look better, but if it played with 60, then that would be a game changer, I mm. think, for a lot of people. Yeah, I think that I think that's uh, I think that's a fair point. It's weird because, like, in terms of power, Nintendo used to be the market leaders. Like, they the 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 tagline for the N sixty four was literally the fastest, most powerful games console on earth. And then the GameCube was as well, and it was the Wii that ruined everything because the Wii sort of like didn't really improve on the GameCube's graphics, but became the most successful thing ever. And so Nintendo went, oh, well, we don't need to sort of like compete in the the technical sense, we just got to release cool consoles. And I think, you know, I think that's the way that the Switch though. 2 could have been. Yeah, perhaps. But like, if they right. if they like stuck to what they were doing with the 64 and the Cube, the Switch 2 could be could be even more powerful than a PS5. Yeah, but it won't be obviously. Um, but it, I think it just proves a point though that the level of um, like how how well the games look on the switch and uh the success of the switch in general and all the games that come with it obviously i know like you can't get them anywhere else so of course they're going to sell well when the switch has very little not very little it, it the first parties are so hard to like you wouldn't get them experiences anywhere else like the zeldas and marios and stuff like that that doesn't come out but it's not around anywhere else like i think they've made the right move to go for like how they play and how innovative they kind of are in terms of the genre that the graphics don't matter as much anymore. And I think we're at, we're all at a point now where like graphics should be where they should, do you know what I mean? They should end here and then they should start thinking about how else they can change the games. And that's what Nintendo have been doing for 10 years now, which is an exciting premise of, consoles is that we're getting new experiences but don't need better looking experiences yeah and that's been Nintendo's mantra for I think the last sort of three generations yeah and you know I'm sure I'm sure it will carry on I'm sure Miyamoto has another idea up his sleeve for a new Mario game and I'm sure they've been working on it forever and it's going to be you know innovative again and it's going to change the the game again and you know, it's just, that's just what they do. <laughs> you know, they'll come out with something completely left field that we'll never see coming and we'll be blown away by it. And that's what they do best. Um, because Smell-a-vision. the same guys that worked on the original Super Mario Brothers are still working there. You know, they just keep the same people. And that's um, that's the magic, of course, of Nintendo. Um, Kat, are you looking forward to a new Animal Crossing? Should there be one? Do you think there would be one? I mean, I haven't played the other Animal Crossing. Um, it's just something that I've never gotten around to. The Switch has Oh, I thought it. you played New Horizons. No, I don't have it. Um, I've seen a lot of people play it, but I don't have mm. it. Um, I think there'll be... I'm still waiting for them to remake Sunshine. I think that's when I'll, like, <laughs> properly day one something. 
I did play Wonder over Christmas. Um, but yeah, I don't think a Switch 2 is something for me. Um, unless, you know, something fucking badass came out. I'm really surprised they didn't wait for the Switch 2 for Pikmin. Because it had just been so long since the Pikmin. But, yeah, I can yeah, see a new Mario game in the future. Maybe a new Mario Kart. Um, yeah. I'm just remix Sunshine please, Nintendo. That was that was the was the good old days. It was the good old days. Yeah. Spraying graffiti off all the walls. Those were good times. Well, good times. It's just a little gun thing, a little water gun um, slapped. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, all right then, let's get to our recommendations. Let's see if we find something out of the week. They want to share with you, our loyal listener, whether it be a game, a movie, a TV show, a book, a pair of shoes, or a shirt. I don't know. I'm just looking at things. Um, who wasn't talked for a while? Miles, why don't you kick us off? I really struggled for a recommendation this week. Uh, so I'm going to recommend Fortnite because Raiden's now in Fortnite and you get to play as Raiden Snake in a party at the same time, and it's sick. And yeah, I haven't had a lot else to recommend <laughs> at this point. So we're going with the good old Fortnite once again, just to please you, Roscoe. Good old Fortnite. Honestly, um, yeah, I'm getting nice Metal Gear in there. Snake, old, old Snake and Raiden. It was a masterclass. It was the dream. A masterstroke. And, uh, the yeah, dream they'll, team. They'll, they'll, they'll keep adding. Any, any other characters you want from uh, Solid in Fortnite? Uh, Ocelot. If they get Ocelot in there, I will slap so much money down on that game. Fair. Uh, Josh, what's your recommendation this week? Um, you know what? I'll recommend... Uh, I think you spoke very highly about Prince of Persia The Lost Crown. Um, before I got a bit busy, I was also playing that. And... Um, it is an incredible Metroidvania. Has some of the best gameplay I've played for a two D Metroidvania, hands down, um, through the traversal and the combat. Uh, fully worth checking out. But um, there's one that I reviewed earlier this month that um, Immortality kind of over like overrided the game of the week last week when it was the first time to talk about it because it was a it was a ten out of ten. Um, but uh, I reviewed earlier this month Barnes and Knights, which is from LCB Game Studios. Um, they've been doing the Pixel Pulp, and I think I've either done a game of the week or a recommendation for a previous one. Um, but they are visual novels um, that have uh, like a choose-your-own-adventure style gameplay. You go through the dialogue and you make choices, and the the story doesn't change too much. But you kind of have your own agency there uh with the story and bonds and knights is the latest one uh it's the third out of the series so far um and you basically play as a detective who's going undercover uh and he's infiltrated a cult a religious cult that um believe that they can perform exorcisms in their forward sierras um whilst there are tornadoes going around the country they're kind of like they're in a there's a period of time where these storms are kind of coming out way too often and they think that they can tr control them and that god has sent them to 
to control them um, and you're infiltrating this cult whilst you're also solving the case of your missing partner uh, who was on the job before you. Um, and yeah, these are like bite-sized, like 90 minute adventures that you can play through. This is my favorite one, I think, because it's more steeped into like the noir genre. And I really like like crime noir stuff. Um, but yeah, it's got like a really old school retro, retro art style. Um, they all have their own like really distinct color palettes. And this one's got like a really moody red and purple one. Um, and I just think it looks so cool. Um, but I, yeah, I really enjoyed them. So check them all out. Uh, I think it Mothman 1968, I want to say the year is. Uh, Varney Lake and Barnes and Knights uh, from the Pixel Pulp series. Definitely worth checking out. All right. Will do. Will do. Uh, Kat, what do you recommend this week? Um, I, yeah, I was going to say medication, but I was like, you know, take medication responsibly. <laughs> I'm going to recommend something that I was able to watch on Netflix a couple of days ago. I kind of we binged it in one night. It's only three episodes, and that is American Nightmare. Um, it's a, a true story, a true telling of a crime that happens. I don't want to give away too much, um, but it's um, like an abduction that happens um, to a couple. And Netflix, in the classic Netflix, leads you down many, many potential theories before revealing the truth. And it's really interesting because when me and Miles watched it, we flip-flopped all around the place. Um, and it's just very good. It's only three episodes, easy to finish in one night. Um, and I think it's trending on Netflix, so it's easy to find. And it's called American Nightmare. All right. That's a good recommendation. Mm. I like that one. Straight to the point. See, yeah, watch it. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, let's see. My recommendation is it's a chocolate bar, right? Now, you think, well, chocolate bars, they've all been done, right? Everything has been done in the chocolate bar genre. And you'd be right, you know, they're, they're all out there. However, this week I discovered, let me just, uh, let me just find it. I discovered the McVitie's Gold Billions Wafer Chocolate Bar. Which, I'm just going to say it, might be the best chocolate bar I've ever tasted in my entire life. Um, it was absolutely stunning. It's a golden caramel chocolate bar with layers of crisp wafer and cream all in a tiny little bar. And I had it <laughs> I had one bought for me, and I tried it. I was like, that is absolutely incredible. I then finished it. I walked to the shop, and I bought three more. And in that day, I devoured all three. I then got home from work. I went onto Amazon, only to discover that I could buy them in bulk. And that's exactly what I did. For £15, I now have 32 of these bars in my house. I say my house, my little flat. And I'm the happiest I've ever been. So I'm just going to throw it out there. I always forget the name of it, so I've got to look it up. Um, I'm just literally going through my past orders on Amazon right now. The Bavitti's Gold Billions Wafer Chocolate Bar. It is absolutely perfect. 
absolutely perfect. Shout out also to the Cadbury's Cream Egg Bar. That thing is a goddamn masterpiece also. I'm really happy with where chocolate is at this present moment in time. Um, we seem to be moving in the right direction, in the chocolate industry at least. Thank God. Um, so there we are. That's my recommendation. Go and get it because it's bloody magical. Or come over to mine. You can have one of mine, all right? I'll be that generous. Just give me a knock, say the word password billions, and I'll give you a chocolate bar. How about that? That seems fair. All right, then, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for tonight's podcast. Thank you all very much for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter slash X, you can at F-N-G-R-G-N-S. All of our individual handles are in the description below, except for Mars, of course, who's smart and not on Twitter. If you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon? For $1 a month, you can keep this podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. And if you do like this podcast, why not leave us a review on Spotify or Apple? If you listen on either of those services, you can leave reviews. Um, drop us a five star. Why not? You know, if you love it, um, five star. If you don't like it, you know, what does it matter to you? It matters to us. It keeps us in the search engine right at the top there and keeps us in a discoverability for game podcasts. So please do that. That'd be lovely. I know some of you have already, which has been incredibly kind. We noticed that this week. Um, yeah, keep it going. Keep it going. And thank you very much indeed for those who have already done it. Uh, but that's it. Until next time, it is goodbye from Kat. See you later. It's goodbye from Miles Thompson. Farewell. It's goodbye from Josh Thompson. Bye, everyone. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Ross. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast.